Hey, welcome to the Hustle Faithfully podcast where determination meets devotion. Make sure to follow us across all streaming platforms at bit.ly forward slash podcast hyphen links. Today, we're going to be discussing recognize what you do have. Mm. How oftentimes do people go by that notion of the grass is greener on the other side? More often than this year. Right. Is it though? Is the grass greener on the other side? I guess it depends on uh, what what the grass is, like what, you, what you're looking for. Like you say, grass is greener on the other side. Um, perspective matters, mm-hmm. you know, because if someone's vantage point is, you know, I guess 100 feet and they're looking at what's on the other side from a distance, it looks really green. But then you climb your behind over the fence and get over there and you realize it was astroturf. Mm. It wasn't real grass. You know, it's green as heck now, but it wasn't real. Right. And so perspective really matters a lot because if you tell someone uh, or you ask someone whether it's really green on the other side that has not actually ventured to the other side to examine it closely, they'll tell you, yeah, it is. But ask somebody who's been able to take a real close look at it. And they'll say, you know what? I wish that stayed on the other side of the fence. That's right. So if you look at what makes grass grow, Mm -hmm. what is it? It's manure. Manure makes grass grow. That's why you see a cow pasture and it's it's green. How much manure did somebody have to walk through to get their grass as green as you see it being? What did they go through? What did they give up? What did they sacrifice in order to have that ideal relationship that you see? That amazing business that you see? the amazing family, the amazing house, the amazing fill in the blank of whatever it means to you in the current situation. Mm -hmm. What did they give up? See, because oftentimes you don't see that. Right. Right. I know in my service-based business, Mm -hmm. I had somebody in even recent years, there was one specific guy that comes to mind Mm -hmm. and he didn't work with me very long whatsoever. Came in complaining. Essentially, I would not give him his second week off in his first month. He had already gotten one week off. I was willing to work with him. Mm -hmm. But that second time, he had only been with me a month at this point. He wanted the time off and he wanted to be paid. I said, that's not happening. He comes back to me and he complains, Jonathan, you're out jet setting the country while we're out here working hard for you to have the money to do that. Now, in perspective, he was looking and and saying, you know, we're doing everything and you're reaping all the benefit and all the reward. What he had not seen, what he had not experienced in the 19 years leading up to that or the 18 years leading up to that, he hadn't seen me nearly lose my life legitimately from working so hard. He hadn't been there when I went bankrupt. He hadn't been there when I had marriage issues. He wasn't there when I wasn't around my kids because I was working all the time. All he saw was the here and now. The thing is, is if he recognized what he did have, which was a job that was paying him well, instead of looking at what he saw everybody else around, and the reality is a lot of those trips, most of those trips were business-related trips for me to expand the business, but all he saw was me on a jet going somewhere different. When you focus on what you have, 
What are you going through right now? Are you going through challenges in your relationship with your spouse? How are you, are you making a statement? Well, hypothetically. I mean, for me, I'm not experiencing any, any real issues outside of the normal things that you go through when you grow, growing through life with someone. Right. And I say growing through life because of the choice you make to either go through or grow through. Yeah. There's a distinct difference between the two. And I choose to grow through it with my wife. What you can do at times is you can look at somebody else's life, like you're talking about with the guy, and you can assume you know what they had to go through to get through and grow through to get through, get to where you see them now. Like, I see you presently, and I can say, well, I know you've never had to go through anything. You never had to mm -hmm. deal with anything. You know, I'm seeing all this, and you get to do so-and-so and so-and-so. And, and, and then you can look at them and say, if you really knew mm -hmm. what happened in my life, you wouldn't trade it if you got 10 opportunities to do That's it. Right. You wouldn't do it. You would because you don't understand, like you said, that I had to suffer a lot of loss. Right. That like you said, uh, not only did I did I lose time and you know where, I, where you, you you do things thinking it'll work and then they don't. You lose money thinking it will work and it doesn't. You lose relationships thinking things will work and they don't. You almost lose your life, but you don't. You do all these things, moments where you're going through depression, people that have contemplated suicide, even attempted it. All these things that happened. But what you see right now is a result of all these things that I've gone through and these past um, experiences. My present is stacked on the backs of all the victories where I've overcome all these things. That's right. That's the only reason I stand high. That's I don't right. stand tall because I want to be bigger than you. I'm standing tall because I've overcome a lot. That's right. It is so easy for people on the outside to look in at a successful person like yourself, like mm -hmm. at a successful person like myself mm -hmm. and say, look at them. They stand on the mountaintop of mm -hmm. success. Yes, mm -hmm. we do. Yet, what did it take to get here? I saw something interesting just probably within the past couple of weeks on Facebook, and it was talking about Twitter. Now, if you're listening to this podcast in the future, Twitter is an old website, an old social media platform that was purchased by Elon Musk, and he changed the name to X. Now, that conversation was talking about that exact well purchase, and the person said, well, one person said that it is certain death. There's no way that it will last by changing the name to X. Somebody else responded and said, Elon Musk doesn't fail. Wow. Here's what I'm here to encourage you with, to encourage everybody that's listening to this podcast with. The most successful, whether that's in any facet of life, business, relationship, whatever it is, everybody has failed at some point. Mm -hmm. Fail means first attempt in learning. F-A-I-L. First attempt in learning. What sets somebody like Elon Musk apart is the fact that he does not stop. He hits a hiccup. He loses millions or billions of dollars. And he says, okay, next, let's go again. And I know that you and I both have stories for days and for weeks and for months yeah. that we will be able to tell our children as they're older. And they're just looking at us saying, well, look at all that you've accomplished. Yes. And look at what it took to get there. You didn't see those sleepless nights. You didn't see all this, 
The thing is, is what's on the other side greener? To how you see that grass we're talking about. Now, mind you, we're talking not talking about actual grass, right? But that proverbial grass in your life that you're looking at, that thing that you're looking at that you're wanting, whether it's that life you're wanting that someone else has that you look at and say, "Hey, that one is better than mine." Whether it's that job, whether it's that person that you're in a relationship, but you're looking at another person saying, "Hey, they would be better." Um, it could be anything that you're looking at that you think is better. Gaining the right perspective by looking at first of all, first of all, what do I have presently? What do I possess? Even when it comes to growing a business, what tools do I presently have? Mm-hmm. You know, do do I abandon what I have chasing after the things that I don't, and then look back and realize that I'm more deficient now, having gotten these other things because I left this other stuff behind. Like I didn't grow these things that I already had. I didn't grow in this area, in this relationship that I have. I didn't grow in the knowledge, you know, of, of that I have as far as this business acumen. I thought I needed more than what I than what I have. You needed to add to what you have in the sense of I grow in this area that I have. I grow in this relationship that I have. I don't need to replace it, right. you know. And and there are things that you come into in, in, in your life, you encounter in your life that you need to replace. But everything that needs to be replaced, sometimes the mindset that needs to be replaced, it's not the things you have, it's how you see them. Because if I see them right, then I'll deploy them right. You know, we were talking about not long ago about um, someone, you know, delegating. I'm delegating something to you that I should be doing. And you're delegating something to me that you should be doing. And now we're both frustrated. You know, like, well, why aren't you doing? Well, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm frustrated right now because I'm trying to do a thing I'm not fully equipped to do. Mm-hmm. I don't have the heart to do or the desire to do. And then, like I said, now I'm using faulty equipment to try to produce something. And you're doing the same. It's like, okay, why don't I take the things that I do well and I take care of that and I'm going to delegate these things that I don't. I'm not trying to be you. I don't want the greener grass because what I have, this grass is green enough. What right. I need to do is supply what it needs. I need to oxygenate it. Right. I need to I need to make sure I pluck up all the weeds that are growing up where I am now. So that's important for, for us to do is to recognize what we have, to take the things that we do have, sitting through a washing machine, so to speak, where we wash out all the crud that's present in what we have, and then reassess what do we add to it to make mm-hmm. it better. It all really sums up in one simple word. Mm-hmm. Gratitude. Yes, sir. What are you thankful for? What do you have and what are you thankful for? Because if you are currently looking at somebody that has the exotic sports car, right? And you're disappointed just because you have a luxury car and that's Mm -hmm. it, but you want the exotic sports car Mm -hmm. and you're unhappy with what you have because you want more. I'm here to challenge you to realize that there are people that don't even have a car that would be happy with a vehicle that's not even nearly as nice as yours. Or there are people that you think your relationship's messed up. Mm -hmm. There are people that envy your relationship and the happiness that you see. Because what is put out into the world, everybody wears a mask. Mm -hmm. And what's put out into the world is typically the highlight reel. Yeah. Or the low light reel, just depending on the person. If they're wanting the sympathy and they want everybody to say the, you know, woe is me type situation, then they may go for the low lights. However, 
when you look at what you have, when you are thankful for what you have, you can then understand how to build on what you have yeah. instead of finding something new. Yeah. You know, you, you go out and you want greener grass. That's great. Right. What are the grass that you have? Yeah. Take care of the grass that you have. Right. Take care of the relationship. Take care of the business. Take care of the children. Mm-hmm. Take care of all of those relationships that you have because everything in life really boils down to relationships. Yeah, it does. Money boils down to relationships. Everything boils down to relationships. Mm-hmm. And when you are focused and diligent on truly recognizing what you have and who you have, you will realize how blessed your life is. Yes, challenges come. Bad guys last forever. And I don't mean bad guys as in you're not a good person. I'm saying really cool, you know, badass people. They last, man, because they're able to fight through the tough times. Tough times don't last, but tough people do. So when you recognize what you have, when you are thankful and you have gratitude. Wake up every single day and say, you know what? What am I thankful for? Yeah. yeah. I've been through those times where I think, what am I thankful for? And I, you know, I want to list out five things. And those five things are I have a comfortable bed, I have a pillow, I have a roof over my head. Right. And then there are times where that level of gratitude is so much more in depth. It depends on what stage you're at in life. Yeah. But when you focus on what you're grateful for, when you when you focus on what you have, that will allow you to be able to get more of what you have. That will be able to allow you to have the clear focus and the clear mindset to achieve more. And I'm not saying be thankful for what you have, so never strive for more. No, always strive for more. I am here to say strive for more. Always continue to grow. In every way, grow, 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 grow. That's life. You're either growing or you're dying at all times. Yet at the same time, when you are, if you're climbing a mountain, let's just say, and there's a a device that you can lock off onto the mountain, you put it in. Why not just, you know, climb 20 feet and then lock yourself off? Climb another 20 feet, lock yourself off. Instead of saying, I'm going to make it all the way to that mountaintop. You get a thousand feet up and then you fall and you're back on the ground. Why not just lock yourself off where you're at and then build on top of that and then lock yourself off that way. If you fall, you only fall 20 feet in this example. That's the thing of being grateful for where you're at, being grateful for what you have, being grateful and say, I've climbed 80 feet on this mountain. Let me make this as a benchmark. And then continue. Right. Same thing with life. Yeah, it is. And the thing that you said about being grateful, the one of the greatest examples of someone that maybe lost sight. And I, I, I won't even say maybe they lost sight of just how uh, blessed they were, just how sufficient life was for them. And that was the initial, the original mother and father, Adam and Eve. You know, in the garden, they had everything. God made everything for them. 
that was nothing that they that they lacked. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, everything you could possibly desire during that time that a person would need, they had access to it. Uh, and what happened is they allowed someone, Eve allowed someone, and Adam ended up doing the same, allowed someone to cast doubt on their state of sufficiency. And they made them think that there was something that they were lacking. One, hey, if you do this, you'll be more like God. She lost sight of the fact that she was created in his image. She was already lacking in that sense. He made her think that there was something that God was holding back from her. He made her think that, hey, this is something you should desire because this will make you more than what you actually are while missing the fact that you are the thing that he's saying that you, he's just going to make you more like. You already have all of this. You already like that. But there's this doubt that now I'm lacking something. Somehow I'm lacking something. That's how having the wrong thing in your head, having the wrong mindset or having the wrong people speaking into your life, it can cause you to look at the things in your life so differently that you you think you're lacking something that you actually have. And look what happened to not just them, but to everybody that's been born after them. All of us have been born into that dysfunction because of the decisions of the first two, that decision where they chose a state of deficiency for a moment that created a, a generational deficiency for all of us, just in that moment. Now, mind you, we're, we're fathers, we're husbands. Think about what could happen. There are people here that, that, are, that are mothers and fathers also, that are husbands and wives. Think about what happens if you right now in your position where you have all the things you need, even if you don't have everything you want. And you're in a position right now where you get to choose a deficient mindset or mm-hmm. one of sufficiency. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean because I, I'm choosing one of sufficiency that I'm going to be stagnant, that I'm going to be content to stay where I am. It just means I'm not going to neglect where I am chasing after the things that I sure. don't have. So think about if you took the same approach that Eve in that moment and then Adam took and what happened to everyone been born after, been born after them, what happens to your sons and daughters? What happened to your grandkids and their, their kids and your great, 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 great grandkids because of the decisions that you make right now where you don't own where you are, you don't invest in what you have, you don't sow into them in the same way. And then everyone after you has to pay because of something that you didn't do right now. Mm. You must always stay focused on exactly where you're going. Because when you let go of where you're at, there's a huge hill to side down. There's a lot that you can fall backward on. And like you just said, the decisions we make today affect generations down the line. The Bible even talks about generational curses being good for seven years. And I say good for as though it's a positive thing. The beauty to it is you can break a generational curse today. You can find those deficiencies in those things where it really is a curse on generation. You can look at your parents and your parents' parents and their parents and their parents and see this is a common theme. So why not look at where you're at, recognize what you do have and the skills and the abilities in order to change the dynamic, in order to change your family lineage going forward. We love our children enough. We love our families enough 
to fight the battles. And I'm here to tell you now, the battles that you are faced with today, that you do not fight, your children are going to have to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we stand up and we put on the full armor and we go and we fight those battles, we can break those curses for our children. Yeah. And it all starts with recognizing where you're at and recognizing what you do have and what you have access to. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've all heard the term, show me your five friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah. If the people that are around you right now are not encouraging you, if the people that are around you right now are not helping you to achieve better, Find new friends. Yeah. I mean, I know that's harsh. Yeah. But the reality is, if you are not there to grow, who wants to stay stagnant? Who wants to stay the same? You find a job and you're making X amount of money, let's just say. Oh, that's good today. Right. Yet in three years, it won't be like it is today. Because you'll get a little bit of a raise here, a little bit of a 3%, right. because they say that's what inflation is. And I was born in 1983. I don't know that I've seen a single year where 3% has been an accurate number. Now, I know the way that the government figures it, it's an accurate number. But I haven't seen gas or groceries or anything raise at just 3% in a one-year period. So recognize what you have, in this case, the job, and what you need to do to keep advancing forward. What are your friends there for? Are they there just for a good time? Are they there to help you grow? Are they there to help you advance? And as you grow and as you advance and as you come into a new person, because that's what happens when you grow, you're going to have friends that fall off. And that's okay. If they're not willing to grow with you, they're going to drag you down. There's, there's no other way around it. Either they're going to help you grow or they're going to drag you down. Yeah. You have to be willing to evaluate. Uh, everyone and everything in your life constantly mm-hmm. uh, you, like you have to because none of us stay the same even if we don't choose to change by choice we change just by default yep you know every moment that we're alive every year that we live there are things that change about us even if we don't want them to so for us it's choosing to change rather than just changing and us not even being able to keep track of who we are as we change you know, so we're not keeping track of us. We don't keep track of the things around us and the things that are happening to us and any things that are happening for us. We begin to miss things. We begin to miss opportunities. We begin to um, misuse relationships. We begin to allow things to happen and people to abuse us because we're not paying attention to things that are changing. We're seeing them for how right. the relationship used to be. That relationship presently isn't what it used to be. But in our mind, that's the same person. It's not the same person. They don't have the same um effect on your life they used to they used to be encouraging and positive now they're negative and they're pulling you down right they want you to stay where where, where uh, you used to be because that's the way they were most familiar with you as you're growing that and less familiar so it's it's causing them to have to do something they don't want to do to keep up with you so they'd rather pull you back mm-hmm. so just evaluating all these things with yourself and other people and the things going around you is extremely important and it also means also evaluating the things that you have seen 
in your family for years so that you, you recognize whether that's something that's in you now. You were talking about the generational curse and then whether that's something that you passed on to your son and your daughter. These generational curses, we were talking about them, uh, and I know you mentioned seven years, and I think what it was, there was there was two numbers mentioned that add to seven. I think it was their visited to the third and fourth generation. Now that does equal seven. You know, I, in my mind, I was thinking, that is seven. But it was the third and fourth generation, which is father, grandfather, great grandfather, how that could pass down throughout the, the, these uh, these time periods. There are things in my family right now that my sons have experienced, that I also experienced, that my father experienced, that his father experienced, without all of us having even been in a situation where my father raised me, he didn't raise me. I raised my sons, but my father's father really wasn't around for him in the same way. But you look back in our lineage, some of the same exact things have happened because no one evaluated what was going on in their life and what had happened prior to them to determine whether this is something that just happens or whether it's something that's now flowing mm -hmm. down through this through this, this family, through this generation of curse or this bloodline that I need to stop now so that my sons don't have to continue. They got to fight on their hands now because I didn't recognize it because I wasn't evaluating the changes and things that were happening in my life. I just kind of lived. So now it's like, okay, that has to stop here right now. I have to deal with that right now. While I'm looking at this thing over here that I don't have, I need to look at, we're talking about things we do have. There's things we do have that's both good and bad. Right. There's things we possess right. where I need to look at, okay, this ain't even about the grass being green. I need to look at what's causing scratch to be brown. Right. Like, what is it that I possess right now that I love the people around me enough to grab a hold of? You're talking about fighting a fight that they don't have to? What is it that I have right now that I need to wrestle with? So that my son didn't have to, mm -hmm. my grandson didn't have to wrestle with. So that's important for us right now. As me and John are talking about this right now, put yourself in the position that we're in right now, where we're talking to one another, where we're talking through these things and, and talking out these things and recognizing that there's things in us, there's things that have been in our, our bloodlines, there's things that's been in our in our kids and our fathers and so forth, that you know what, maybe it's time for us to step in here and not blame them. Right. Not say, what's wrong with my son? What's wrong with my daughter? You know, why did my father do so-and-so? How about this? How about you quit doing this and do this? Mm. Quit pointing at that one and that right. one. Point at you and say, you know what? I'm going to be the one that stops. There this. you go. You know? So that's another part of this that as we talk that we need to be aware of is, is what's happening that we have the ability to stop and not propagate. And then now what do we need to start propagating? There you go. If you look at a group and five people don't like you, let's yeah. just say they all have their own reasons, but then you look there and you say, it's them. It's their fault. Right. If the people in the group, if it's a consensus that pretty much everybody in the group doesn't like you, right. it's time to take <laughs> internal inventory. Right. Clearly there is something wrong with you right. to cause the people to not like right. you. It's not all their fault. Everybody's wrong. Right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's like knowing somebody that's been married seven times. Right. <laughs> and it's always the other person's fault. They were a bad spouse. They were a bad spouse. They were, oh, wait a second, it's you that's been married seven, seven times. times. When are you going to look back and say, maybe there's something I need to change about me? Yeah. When are you going to look and say, you know what? I'm going to look at what I do have, whether it's good or like you said, right. some of the stuff is bad. Some stuff we need to let go of. Right. 
yet you don't know that until you recognize what you have. Yeah. Yeah. Be it good or bad. Yeah. You don't recognize or you don't know how to evolve and how to become a better you, mm-hmm. a more fulfilled you right. until you look at you and you say, okay, what do I need to change? Yeah. And maybe there's something drastic you need to change. Right. Maybe it's something minimal mm-hmm. and maybe it's something you don't need to change. Right. You know, if you are wildly unpopular and not liked by Anybody around, again, there's a reason. Yet at the same time, there's also the concept that if you are walking a battle by yourself or very few people are following you in this battle, well, maybe you're fighting the wrong battle or maybe you're fighting the right battle Mm -hmm. and it is the battle that is the unpopular battle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people don't want to follow because it's unpopular. Yeah. Yet... Still follow or still fight that battle. Fight for what you believe in, but always look and see. Okay, is this something that I'm I'm wrong on? Because there are times where we believe something wholeheartedly, just to come back and realize, God, I was wrong that entire. I would have given my life to defend this. I know this is true. I know this is the way that it is, and everything inside of you says this is truth. This is how it is yet then you realize i was wrong yeah and that is one of those types of things that you may never learn and you may never realize until you recognize what you do have yeah because it's looking internally it's looking at yourself and that's the hardest person to look at oftentimes you are so right about that that is hard sometimes to hold the mirror mm-hmm. to yourself. It's a lot easier to look at that person or look at you or look at someone else and say they're the problem. Right. But a lot of times, and this is somebody that you're around often, like for me and you, our wives, if there's something that's going on, it doesn't mean they don't have their own thing that's happening within them. But as the head of our wife, as the steward of this home, as the priest of our home, if there's something that's happening, it's a direct reflection of our leadership. That's right. It is a mirror that shows you everything that you are, even if you think you aren't. That's right. You know, and that's why it's so important to be willing to evaluate. That's why it's so important to be willing to humble yourself. Because let me tell you something. I would much rather humble myself than for God to allow something or, or to have something happen in my life that humbles me. Because <laughs> right. I don't want, I don't need crisis to stay committed. Right. Because that's something that we, you know, uh, you and I are, are believers. When we read the Bible, we look back and say, man, how could they have done so and so knowing that God did this? How could they have done that and knowing that he did this? How could they have built this thing knowing that God said? And you look at them. But the thing is, looking at us, it's like, how could I do this thing that I'm doing now? Knowing that this is what's been said. Or how could I do the things I'm doing now knowing that? That God has done these things, you know, no one has done this, but I'm doing what I'm doing. Now. Right. It's like what I need to do is understand that it did not lose sight of the fact that he's done what he's done. And for me not to lose touch with what he with what he's done in this sense. And for me to continue to trust that God has what's best for me. And if he has what's best for me and I'm aware of this. I'm able to now do what I need to do that's best for them mm-hmm. or best for my family. 
And so I don't need for God to humble me. I need to humble myself to allow him to give to me the right things to say or the right things to do or the right perspective to have when I look at my wife or to look at my kids. Because if I'm just like, you're wrong, I'm right. And he's like, no, no, Jonathan, over Cody, you're wrong. I'm right. That's what's right. I'm right. You're wrong. You're choosing what you think is right over what's righteous. Mm. What you're supposed to be doing now is covering her. She may be wrong. You're a husband. Cover her and pray for her in this area where she may struggle. Right. Cover your son and your daughter where they're struggling. You see the dysfunction. You see what's going on. It's your job to take them and beat them into submission. Do you want me to do you that way? Right. Or, right. Should, I, or should you cover them and pray them through this and help them overcome the deficiency? Mm -hmm. Because you know what? That's what my son died to do for you. Mm. Like when you look at it that way, I'm like, Lord, I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm, That's right. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get this kid posture like, I'm so sorry, you know. But that's how, but that's how, that's how it right. feels. So when I look at it that way, I'm like, man, you know, I have so much to be grateful for. Like I have so much to be grateful for because at any moment, everything we have right now, including our life, can be taken away. That's right. Just like that. That's right. Everything is passing. And when you recognize what you do have, mm -hmm. that gives you the opportunity to be grateful for it right then. Yeah. I can sit here and say that I have been in situations where I have been what most people would perceive as very wealthy. Mm -hmm. And I've been in situations where I've been on government assistance. I've been on both extremes. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. When you're on the mountaintops in 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 this specific story, it, it's yeah. financial. When I was on the mountaintop, mm -hmm. life was one way. Yeah. I was grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Yet I've also come to the realization it can be taken away at any point. Yes, sir. And I'll tell you, a lot of times it's done really quickly. So you don't want to look at what you have and recognize what you have when you're in the valley. Or do you? I'm here to challenge you. You do. Mm -hmm. Because that is truly when you're going to learn the most. That is when you are going to say, okay, here's what happened in order for me to get to that point. Yet, here's what happened to get me to this point. So then you have the perspective of both sides of it. Yeah. But you only get that when you recognize what you do have at the present moment. Be present where you are. Be present with what's going on right now. Because right now is all that matters. Tomorrow is not promised. Yesterday's already done. Yesterday's already over with. Mm -hmm. Be present today. Because mm -hmm. everything that you have once had can be rebuilt. And we will be rebuilt better than you could ever imagine. Yeah. And if you're not grateful for it, it can be taken away. Even if you are grateful for it, it can be taken away in a heartbeat. It, it can. It can. If, if, if the greatest thing is... If you're grateful, you're less likely to have that happen to someone who's not grateful. You know, someone who's not grateful, that stuff can be, even if it's not God, that's that's creating a space for you to be humble. It's people around you that will fall away and that are, that are, you know, people that are part of your foundation, people that have supported you, and then you leave them out to dry. Mm -hmm. You don't take care of them. They help you get here, and now you look at them like they're nothing. Right. And then they begin to, to fall away. They begin to leave you. They quit supporting you. And then now you've been you've been trumping, you know, you've been blowing your own horn. You know, you've been waving your flag around and look at me, look at me, not realizing that they helped you get there. That's right. 
And so now you're in a situation where you've lost it, not because God didn't create this, God didn't do this. You did this. You sabotaged this, your own yep. success. You were so enamored with your own success. You were, you were so seduced by the things that you've done that in your mind that you lost sight of the fact that you are not your own foundation. You are what was built on this foundation. Mm. But now you have sacrificed your foundation for fresh paint on the walls. You know, it looks good. Your foundation is cracking and then it falls. You're like, man, I just put paint up. It looks good. Mm -hmm. Foundation's no good. That's right. So don't ever sacrifice the people and the relationships of your, your, your life for the notoriety that's been built on the backs of these people. That's right. You know, so that's one. If that's one thing I can share before we get off of here is relationships are important because, like we've said before, if you get relationships wrong, you would certainly get life wrong. No doubt, no doubt, absolutely. So keep your relationships in perspective. Yes. Sir. Treat them very well. That's your marriages. That's your children. That's your businesses. Treat every relationship well because you never know who's going to help you get to that next level. No matter if that's relationship or anything else, right. you never know who it is. Right. And where somebody is today doesn't mean that's where they're going to be tomorrow. Right. So treat everybody with the utmost respect. Amen to that. Everybody remain blessed and unstoppable. Until next time, we will see you again.